Hey, what's happening, guys? Uh, grace and peace to all of you today. I hope all is well with you. Welcome to the Live the Life uh, podcast, uh, the Tuesday Blast edition. And um, again, I thank you for listening and for sharing. And uh, I just hope and pray that you had a good, uh, you know, a good Holy Week. As we celebrated, you know, Palm Sunday last week, moving into Good Friday and Resurrection Day, I pray that you had a blessed time with your family. I pray that there was, you know, good breakthrough in your heart, that you uh, went deeper and deeper into your relationship with Jesus, that, you know, Easter meant more to you this year than it did last year, you know, as there's this deepening effect as we go uh, deeper uh, into the ocean of God's love. You know, I always picture the ocean, uh, to be a great picture of God's love and its vastness, it's it's immeasurable, the depths of it, the width, the height, you know, all of it. And uh, the waves always coming in and, and drawing us into the ocean. Anybody can go in at any time. You know, that's just uh, God's love, you know. And he showed me a picture of that not too long ago that, you know, we think we're deep with God and we're actually only like ankle deep. You know, we're just standing there with the waves hitting us on the ankles and we think we're deep with God and he's calling us out to the ocean, you know, where we where we truly, you know, have to trust in him and uh, swimming is love, man. But it's such a freeing place to be where you're completely uh, trusting the Lord. You've learned how to surrender things, to pray for things and then to surrender it into God's big hands. You know, hopefully we've learned that we don't just sit on our hands, that God gives us things to do, that we have to make choices. You know, we have to tune into God, learn how to hear his voice, uh, the spirit moving in us and all that. And all these things come from, you know, a deeper relationship with God. Amen. So today's message is called, <clears throat> What's Your Problem? What's Your Problem? And, uh, there's a scripture out of 1 Peter 3.15 that says, uh, this came out a couple days ago, I think, in the daily verse, the Bible app, you know. Um, so 1 Peter 3.15 says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. So, what I'm asking you today is what's your problem? Because if we don't understand what our problems are, then it's going to be hard for us to understand what, you know, what God has delivered us from, you know? So, you know, in my life, I've had a lot of problems. I still have them. You know what I mean? None of us are going to arrive while we're on this earth. We're in this continual transformation process, uh, trying to be transformed in the image of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? And we do that through the model that he set forth uh, when he was here on earth, his ministry model, how he walked the earth, his gentleness, his compassion, his power, you know, the way he did things, right? His humility. He modeled how we are to walk through this life. Um, he did it sinless. Uh, and, you know, he taught us how to pray, spent time with his father, uh, you know, and ultimately was nailed to the cross with all of our sin, all of our emotion, you know, all of our struggles, everything that uh, we don't like about this earth, everything we don't like about ourselves, everything we don't like about, you know, fill in the blank was all nailed to the cross. There's not one thing that the cross did not cover that Jesus's uh, 
blood did not cover. You know what I mean? And uh, I call that the beauty and the brutality of the cross, or you could say the brutality and the beauty of the cross. First, there's the brutality of it and everything Jesus went through on Good Friday and uh, everything nailed to the cross. It's it's gruesome. It's bloody. It's uh, not pretty at all. Um, and on the flip side of that cross is, is the beauty and the majesty and the glory and the splendor of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, clothed and robed in majesty. If you picture a beautiful cross on a beautiful meadow with a beautiful sunrise and the clouds and the colors just draped in purple majesty, you know, that's the beauty of the cross. And the one side had to be done in order for us to have access to the other. So we, we thank Jesus for that. So as I ask you today, again, what's your problem? You know what I mean? Uh, and you can fill in the blank. What's your addiction? What has God delivered you from? You know, it's important that we recognize um, what God has delivered us from. So that way, when people ask us why we follow the Lord Jesus Christ, we're always ready to answer them quickly because we understand what he's delivered us from. So I would challenge you if I ask you that question, why do you follow Jesus Christ? And you have to think about an answer you can't answer right away. Then you may want to spend some more time with the Lord and uh, get down on your knees some more, get on your face before the Lord, get at the feet of Jesus and thank him for everything that he's delivered you from and continues uh, to deliver you from. So a funny thing, though, about problems are, you know, the, the problem isn't the problem. <laughs> Amen. Uh, most of our problems are, you know, outer problems, right? So our outer problems, addictions, reactions, they're not the real problems. But they're just an implementation of improper damaging solutions that only temporarily cover up the root of our real inner varying problems of emotional brokenness. So, you know, when we drink or we do drugs or we do whatever it is we do, we spend money, we buy things, we, you know, whatever we got to do to try and fill the void that we have inside of us that only could be filled by Jesus, that's an improper solution that the devil has given us. You know, whenever something happens, when we get offended, when we get hurt, you know, that the enemy comes in real quick and gives us a temporary solution to that problem. And we all know that the enemy is here. Satan is here to kill, steal, and destroy, right? So he's always coming at us. He never stops. You know, but Jesus said, I am here and I'm here to bring life abundant. So I would say that, you know, Jesus says, what's your problem? What's your point? What's your plan? You know, in 2 Corinthians 5 verses 14 through 20, it says, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that, that uh, one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So what's your problem? The enemy gives us improper solutions in an attempt to cover the root of our real inner problem of brokenness, things that can only be healed by the Lord Jesus Christ the God-shaped hole in our heart that can only be filled by God. Therefore, admit your problems, remove the root, claim the blood of Jesus over it, and move forward. Amen? 
what's your problem? Verse 16 says, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we were once regarded, though we once regarded Christ in this way. We do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. So what's your point? Yeah, he was mean to me. She was mean to me. That person was mean to me. Did you see how they looked at me? No one talks to me that way. Nobody texts me that thing. Uh, here's what they meant by their text, and here's what they meant by their post. Right? Pride, 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 fear, fear, fear. You know, let's quit projecting and judging and crying about things that we don't know uh, for sure <laughs> are even addressed towards us. You know, we get so offended. This has become an offense society where we're offended by everything. And then we react, you know, hurt people, hurt people. So if we can keep our eyes on the prize, keep our eyes focused on Jesus Christ and what he did for us, learn how to pray about things and surrender. Uh, there's so much peace in that rather than getting sucked into this, uh, the drama that the world and Satan uh, throws at us so often, any way he can, right? So remember that Christ died for all of this, all of the backstabbing, backbiting, offense. What about me? What about my feelings? You know, all of that, Christ died for all of that. So let's quit justifying our sin and comparing our sin to other people's sin. Hello? So what's your point? So we got what's your problem and what's your point? Verse 18 says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore... Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. What's your plan? We are ambassadors of Christ and our calling and purpose is to help people reconcile their brokenness by knowing who God is, who we are in Christ recognize our brokenness, repent, and receive a new 24 every day. And it's through this continual process that we will continually become transformed into the image of God. Amen? So what's your plan? So we need to recognize our problem. Whatever points we think we have, we need to place them at the feet of the cross, place them at the feet of Jesus, allow his blood to wash over them. And our plan is to be ready to answer when someone asks, why do we follow Jesus Christ? We need to be ready to give our testimony. We are ambassadors of Christ. As we believe and receive in Jesus Christ, we become ambassadors. <laughs> we are royalty in the kingdom of God. We need to act like it. We need to be humble king the way Jesus presented what a real king looks like. 
and be gentle in our answer, but always be ready, be ready to give a response as to why we follow Jesus Christ. So our new life, you know, our firm decision is to work from this focus center, understanding that one man, Jesus Christ, died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life, a resurrection life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. Because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We looked at the Messiah that way once and we got it all wrong, as you know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. Now we look inside and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone, a new life begins. Look at it. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and Him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with Himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We're Christ representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and to enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. Wow. Wow. So identify your problems. You know, for me, man, the list goes, it's too long. I guess I could sit here for a week and maybe read you my problems, you know, and the things that God has delivered me from. Obviously, some of the biggies, well, he saved me from myself. You know, whole nother topic. Um, the reason we are the way we are and things of that nature. Uh, there's reasons for all of that. The way we act, the way we respond, our temperament, all these things. The way we react. Again, it, whole nother topic. But uh, a biggie for me was he delivered me uh, from alcoholism, which I've shared uh, with you guys before. Uh, so I'm, you know, 15 years sober. He took alcohol out of my life, which I'm very thankful for. Um, but again, these were steps, you know, these were, well, that wasn't, that was a dynamic transformation. That was a Pauline conversion for me. I heard God's audible voice in my living room and he told me it's over and to now use everything he allowed me to go through and go save as many people as you can. So pretty dramatic, uh, life-changing a moment for me at which point I really started pressing into the Lord, uh, pressing into serving, you know, and uh, and then just, you know, got into ministry and been doing ministry, you know, well, for well over 20 years, but the last 15, um, he's continually uh, shedding away these problems that I have because alcohol wasn't the problem as I started this out, out with. It was just the improper solution to my real problems inside uh, which are Jeff Brown and uh, who Jeff Brown is and uh, my pride and 
all of that stuff. So, um, yeah. So he delivered me from, from a lot of these worldly things, addictions, stuff like that. But the biggest thing, you know, has just been my transformation over the last three or four years and just learning uh, the intimacy with Christ. I would say with all the, the wonderful things that I did for the kingdom of God and I don't say that in a haughty way or prideful way, but, you know, we all serve in the church and we get plugged in and, you know, we love what we do and we love the people and we really pour our hearts into, you know, what we're doing for the kingdom and that stuff's, you know, very, very important. But we could do all of that, uh, at least for me, without knowing Jesus, you know. So I served wholeheartedly uh, for many years, but I didn't know Jesus, you know. Um and I say that lightly, but, you know, there's this intimacy that, that was missing in my life. It was a component that was missing. And uh, I've now found that component, and that has created the greatest transformation in my life. And that's what I'm most thankful for, is the ability to know when I'm wrong, the ability to be quick to forgive, uh, quick to ask forgiveness, uh, quick to surrender whatever that problem is right in that moment, give it to the Lord ask for him to wash it away um, and it's through that intimacy that, that that I am the most grateful so you know the reason I follow Jesus Christ is because you know he, he created me uh, to have relationship with him that's why I'm here and uh, I said yes I've said yes to that relationship and it's you know the relationship I have with Jesus is the greatest relationship uh, that I've ever had. No, nobody can come close to it. Uh, to his unconditional love, I can I can talk with him any time. Um, I hear back from the Lord in many different ways. I hear him in my spirit. I hear him in my mind. I've I've heard him audibly. Uh, as I spend time with him, quiet time. I've I've been into deep sleeps where he's taken me up to heaven. I've seen my loved ones that have passed on. I've seen my father seen my brothers i've seen many people you know and that it's all has come from this intimacy with god you know he's used us to participate in all kinds of miracles you know we've seen limbs grow uh like i said before we left california we were uh, a part of uh, a team you know us and a couple other friends my wife and i and a couple friends uh, billy joe and antonia we love you uh, we got down and uh, we raised a guy from the dead on the beach. Dude was dead and we prayed him up and uh, he came back to life and started breathing again. It was crazy. And, uh, you know, when you start to pray for the scary things, when you're acknowledging Jesus Christ in your life, when you're you're living a life that, uh, you know, you're behind the scenes real, looks like your highlight reel right where you you look the same no matter where you're at and you just start to exude you know exude jesus and the light of jesus everywhere you are and the people always know that there's something different about you and then when they ask you can give them that gentle answer um, for why you follow the lord jesus christ amen god bless y'all thanks for listening Thanks for sharing. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Until next time. Peace.